I get my hair cut every nine days. I know it might seem like a lot, but for me, it's not just a haircut. Having the confidence to face whatever challenge might come my way is essential for my personal and professional success. Today's episode is presented by my favorite salon, the team that keeps me looking and feeling my best, Lock Salon and Spa. With comprehensive hair, skin, and nail services, Locks offers guests the highest quality in extensions, coloring, facials, microblading, and so much more. Learn more at locksalon.net. Locks, your beauty destination. What I have noticed since we've had these visitors come out, there's been more and more people that want to start farming. So you'll hear the biggest thing is meat costs so much in the grocery store. How do we get our own cow? Or they want to start a garden because everything at Kroger's or wherever you're at is so expensive. So I think a lot of people want to get back to that basics of growing their own food, not just for taste, but I think the economic impact as well. Welcome to Better Together with Kosti Epifonsiv, a podcast on parenting, business, and living life intentionally. We're here every week to bring you thoughtful conversation on making your own path to success, challenging the status quo, and finding all the ways we're better together. Here's your host, Kosti Epifonsiv. Hey, y'all, it's Kosta. Today, I'm here with my guest, Bridget Jones, co-founder and owner of Mill Creek Farm. Bridget, we couldn't be more thrilled to have you on the podcast today. Mill Creek Farm has been generations in the making. Will you start by telling us a bit about the history of the farm and how it's evolved? Well, thank you so much for having me today. Mill Creek Farm's kind of evolved from my husband's farm. So he is a third generation farmer. Wow. Cattle, mostly. Mm -hmm. Definitely not Highlands, though. Okay. When we got married, I had never seen a cow up close. Instantly fell in love with them and probably 2019 really wanted to start my own herd. Just something different. Of course, he is true black cattle, wanted beef cattle. So everything <laughs> I threw that was cute, it was a it was a hard no. Right. Come around to the Scottish Highlands just because they are super cute. No. So it took about two years to talk him into it. Um, went through every avenue of cattle, every animal I could bring home. And the whole goal was that I had something to do after the kids went to college. Nice. So I didn't want to be an empty nest mom, and I wanted my own kind of retirement plan. Finally got him to go to a Highland auction, and he became a little bit more interested. And in 2021, we purchased our first two cows and brought them home. So when I think of cattle farming, like you were saying, I think of like, you have like a baby cow, Mm -hmm. you feed it. It grows up, you take it to slaughter, you sell the meat. And you decided to take a completely different take on this. I mean, so obviously, was it like a pet when you were looking at these cows? we live on a farm, so all cattle have a purpose. Okay. And they have to have a purpose to stay there. Right. So even when the kids were little, they would all have their own calf they would raise. Sometimes we would have a bottle calf. And you knew the end goal was to be in the freezer or somebody's freezer. It has to have the circle of life purpose. Right. Wanted something that maybe might have a different purpose in the freezer. So Mm -hmm. we did get some cattle that were show cattle. We thought we would dabble in it. A lot of people have them just for pasture pets. So Mm -hmm. I thought maybe the majority would go on not to be in the freezer. Right. So far, we've been lucky. But Highlands are a high-end beef. So you can eat them. Okay. So So high-end beef. uh So they're going to actually be less cholesterol, less fat, and higher iron. Amazing. And where are they native to? Like England? Scotland. Scotland. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. 
Are you guys like the only ones in this region that have Highland cattle? No, there actually is a lot of farms around. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. And I, I don't know if you're supposed to ask this question, but have you eaten Highland beef? We have eaten Highland beef, not okay. our Highland beef. Okay, okay. Um, to me, it's a little more like a bison, okay, you know? nice. It's a little leaner. Yeah. To me, it's hard to beat the traditional Angus beef that, right. you know, I think that we raise really well. So we'll probably stick to eating them. I love it. Agrotourism is a term most of our listeners will be familiar with. It's becoming a vital part of tourism and leisure here in the Upper Cumberland. How is Mill Creek Farm bringing a fresh take on agrotourism and bringing our community back to the farms that started it all? I think that was a term we had never heard of until probably a year and a half ago. So our goal was not any type of tourism. Our goal was to have a herd. I'm going to run it. I'm going to just hang out with my cows. Mm-hmm. Probably a year into having the farm, a lot of people were reaching out wanting to come out and see it. And we kind of dabbled in, you know, what would it like to have somebody come out? Sure. And then the people just started coming. So Shan from Wish You Were There come out. Uh-huh. And she kind of really was like a leaping stone to tell me about this whole agro-tourism that's out there. So now we have visitors come out and do all kinds of things. Come out for pictures, painting. Um, it seems like the biggest crowd we pull is from Nashville. Okay. So I'm going to say on a weekend, we probably have eight to 10 people from Nashville come out. So we love to show them Cookville. So we have a lot of different places we recommend. We want to make sure they hit up like the historic Mm tide downtown. And it's just, it's amazing. I didn't realize this whole avenue was there. Is it influencers that come? We do have some influencers, it seems, that come. I didn't realize how social media worked Mm -hmm. until we got into this. It's definitely for the younger generation. Sure. I I mean, I still don't know how it works. Morgan does. I don't understand it. (laughs) But definitely, there's a lot of influences that come. There's a lot of people who just want to come see cute cows. So it's it's, yeah. it's a lot of different people. I mean, I know my kids would love to go to Mill Creek Farm. I mean, you guys are booked out. I and mean, we'll talk a little bit about that later on. Now, do they stay on the property or do they just go and visit and see you guys and see the cows and play with the cows and then move on? They just come and visit. Okay. So we have thrown around the idea of possibly an Airbnb in the future. There you go. But we're still working through that. Well, let me tell you, 2022, March of 2022, we rented a place in Lebanon. Mm -hmm. So my wife, her mom, myself, our four children had a place in Lebanon. It was a five-bedroom cabin, and it was on like 15 acres, and it had goats, it had chickens, it had a barn, and it had some other animals. Uh, I had to work a lot, so I, I didn't really spend a lot of time there, but they spent like three or four days there. And to this day, they still talk about it. So we stayed on the property. We did like the whole thing. We did the fire, you know, because I mean, like us in nature, humans in nature are not as connected as they once were. Right. Okay. And I've never been up close to a, to a cow, I think ever. Right. So, I mean, to see like a cow in front of me and like pet it. And uh, it lick you? Does it lick? Some will lick you, yeah. Okay. Does it bite? No, they only have one row of teeth. Okay. So they will they will <laughs> kind of snap at you a little bit, but usually it's not like a true, like a horse bite. Okay. I like that. All right. So in 2021, you decided to take the leap and begin growing your herd of Scottish Highland cattle. Besides being the most adorable cattle on the planet, what drew you to this breed? I think that's basically what drew me to the breed. They were just, there's something about them that they're just a little different. When you start doing your history and you like read a little research, the whole internet says that they're completely docile, different than regular cattle. 
of course, talked to my husband. He said, that's got to be the internet. It's not going to be real. Went to a show, saw some. They definitely are different. They have little personalities. They're friendly. They're beautiful. But they're just very interesting creatures to watch. Yeah. And they are very photogenic. Very photogenic. Yeah. So you you definitely nailed it there. Yeah. I don't know if this is like a ignorant question, but I watched uh, Tommy Boy. I think it was Tommy Boy with um, Chris Farley. Chris Farley? Yeah. And they went cow tipping. What <laughs> is, how does cow tipping work? I've never cow tipped. Okay. I remember hearing about cow tipping. I don't know if you could actually walk up on a cow and tip it, though. That's what I'm saying, I right? I think it's a myth. It's a myth. Okay. It seems like more high school boys. Okay. See? Man, that really cleared. That would be a husband <laughs> question. Okay, great. Because, <laughs> I mean, a cow is extremely heavy. Uh-huh. There is no possible way that you're going to be able to push a cow over. They weigh thousands of pounds, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Oh, yeah. And they sleep laying down. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. There you go. You deserve to feel your best on the inside and outside. That's one of the things I love the most about today's partner, Lock Salon and Spa. They help me look my best on the outside so I can feel my best on the inside. In Aveda Concept Salon, Lox is proud to serve guests with the highest quality products made with organic ingredients, free from sulfates, questionable chemicals, and artificial ingredients. Plus, Jessica says my hair has never smelled better. Recognized locally and nationally, Lox is a decorated Salon Today Top 200 recipient and repeat Best Hair Salon and Nail Spa honoree by the Herald Citizen. Find out more at LoxSalon.net. Lox, your beauty destination. Let's talk about farming, specifically modern day farming. Even 50 years ago, it wouldn't be unique or uncommon for a neighbor or relative to have a small farm. Now they're nearly extinct. How has this changed the quality of food, agriculture, and livestock we're raising in the Upper Cumberland? I think family farms are going away. I think it's really hard. Me and my husband both work full time Mm -hmm. to farm. So I think that you don't have the luxury of, you know, people staying home farming. You don't see the vegetables you used to see. And I think your selection of local meats probably less than it used to be. Mm-hmm. That would be the biggest thing I would think of. Yeah. And does it affect the quality? I mean, like, obviously, food tastes different when you grow it versus when you go and buy it in the store. Oh, definitely. It smells different, like tomatoes especially. You mm-hmm. can tell a huge difference. How do you see this progressing? Like, at some point, you know, I mean... Is it just because they're trying to keep the cost of food down so low that they have to keep the price of what they pay farmers low? What do you think it is? I feel like that's it. What I have noticed since we've had these visitors come out, there's been more and more people that want to start farming. So you'll hear the biggest thing is meat costs so much in the grocery store. How do we get our own cow? Or they want to start a garden because everything at Kroger's or wherever you're at is so expensive. Yeah. So I think a lot of people want to get back to that basics of growing their own food, not just for taste, but I think the economic impact as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the price of food has gone up since 2019, like 180%, like a lot. And if you, I mean, if you ever ate beef grown off the farm, the taste is not even similar to what you buy in the grocery store. Yeah. So if you were somebody that was conscious about eating local food and organic food, where do you even like start? Well, I know the farmer's market here in town has a lot of local people that come. 
we're trying to get set up so we can sell beef off the farm from our Angus herd. So look for us maybe in the next six months to have okay. it where you can come buy it by the package. Nice. Nice. So farmer's market mm-hmm. and then just wait until you guys are mm-hmm. ready to roll. Okay. Wonderful. I love that. You didn't just create a destination for guests to visit cattle. You created an experience for guests to become part of the farm. Tell us about how you structure your tours and farm visits that make it a completely different experience from anything else in this area. I think the first thing is, you know, when guests arrive, I want to know kind of where they're from and what's their goal. You know, are you here just to see cute cows? Do you want to get your picture made? Uh, And a lot of people are here because they want to start a farm. That's been the biggest thing I've seen. You know, we live in Nashville, but we want to buy five acres and and have our own herd. So I think it's just what you want. We try to put into it. Um, I think Southern Charm, you know, we are definitely people pleasers. So if you come out, we want to make sure that if, you know, your whole goal is to get a cute picture with Lola, we're going to make that happen. A lot of people like to feed the cows, pet them. And a lot of people are just curious to their history and they want to get that knowledge. Is Lola your favorite one? Some days. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a favorite? It's kind of like your kids. They do vary. Okay. I think I have, I like all of them for different reasons. So Lola is definitely, I think, our little celebrity cow. She's cute little white um, heifer. She's about a year and a half old. A lot of personality. Super friendly. Everybody comes to see her. Okay. She's also a year and a half old heifer. And she's very, um, I don't know the word, uh, hard to handle some days. Very moody, very opinionated. (laughs) So some days she's my favorite and some days she's not. Can you understand them? Like, I know obviously they can't talk, but... Can you like communicate with them, like understand what they're what they're wanting? Well, I mean, they are cattle. So right. cattles are a creature of habit. So okay. they like to do things at the same time every day. So okay. you feed them at the same time. If you're in the field with a bucket, they're going to follow you. I do think a couple knows their names because I say them so much. You can definitely tell if they're aggravated about something. But I mean, other than that, not really. Wow. I mean, my life kind of sounds like I'm cattle. <laughs> <laughs> can you ride a cow? I wouldn't recommend it. Okay. So one last question before we move on. So when you're talking to these individuals about, you know, buying the five acres Mm -hmm. and putting some Angus cows on there, some heifers, really wanted to say that word, (laughs) you know, obviously you're in the, you're in the farming business, Mm -hmm. you're in the agriculture business. Is it realistic for somebody to just buy five acres and live off the land? Farming to me is a labor of love. I mean, I go home from my full-time job and you spend a lot of hours, but to me it's very rewarding work. So, I mean, I think it just depends on what you want to spend your free time doing. Yeah. I mean, to me, farm life's a different kind of life. Our kids have grown up there. I think they have good work ethic. But, I mean, it's definitely not for everybody. And they always had to help, right? Yes. They still help. And how old are your kids? They are um, 19, 21, and 22. That was a test. I know. (laughs) (laughs) They're all three at Tech, so. That's great. That's great. So, I tried to teach my kids uh, work ethic and lessons by making them wake up at 5 a.m. and running with me, like a couple miles. And they hate it uh, <laughs> a lot. And so this is a great way to incorporate, you know, a good work ethic into your children. So I'm assuming that every weekend or even during the weekdays, you know, they were working out on the farm, right? Uh-huh. And if it's uh, time to work the cattle, they know if they have jobs, you better ask off that weekend. That's what we're doing. Yep. Hay season, you're in the hay field and you better not ask to do anything else. When it's wintertime, of course, everybody's taking turns putting hay out, doing whatever needs to be done. But yeah, it's their it's their daily chores. Do you guys do anything other than cattle? Or? No, we have a garden that we just personal use. Okay, personal uh, We use have garden. chickens. We've had horses in the past, but cattle's our main product. Nice. 
And when your kids graduate college, are they going to work for the farm or are they going to, you know, go do something else? Our youngest, I think, will probably stay on the farm at some capacity. He Mm -hmm. seems like the most interested. Um, Our daughter just got into UT vet school. So I'm hoping that she comes back to Kufel. Thank you. And uh, she's interested in a large animal. Okay. Our middle one, um, really good on the farm, but I don't see him farming. Okay. What's your middle one going to do? Computer science. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to pay somebody else to do the chores. Well, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, one of the biggest reasons that you guys are successful is your content is on fleek. I mean, it's perfect. And obviously, you don't have a lot of experience with social media. So None. I'm assuming that your kids or or you pay somebody to do it? Um, Our kids help us some. Definitely, we learned TikTok. You know, we were probably what Facebook generation. So Instagram's totally new to us. Yeah. It is overwhelming the people that just message us on there. But yeah, the, the kids are coming in handy. Uh, Before we go, I want to talk about how we can visit the farm and how far out we need to book. Because as we're recording this episode on January 11th, you're already booked out till mid-February. Well, if you go to our website, which is www.millcreekfarms-tan, you can fill out to come visit the farm. We are booked out. I did add that February date on last week until like May. Wow. So we've got requests all the way to October. So I'm telling everybody, let me get all my schedule in check till the end of January and we'll put some more dates on. My husband also drag races. So come March, we have a drag racing business that we do as well. So I have to to fit that into so we can go support him. But I'm hoping to add some more dates on. Nice. And how how expensive is it? It kind of varies. You can do some private tours that are either 30 minutes or an hour. Recently, I had such a demand. We opened up a day where multiple people are going to come at once to make it a little bit more affordable. So Mm -hmm. I think that one's $25 a ticket. And we'll have multiple families there at one time, have all the cows out for you to visit with them. And it'll be a little bit different experience. But you definitely can do a behind the scenes tour where it's just you on the farm with us. So you're booked out till May. It's realistic to say that you're going to be booked practically every day that you have available. So this is a fully functioning business. I mean, you're going to give this full-time job that you have aside from running the farm like another year or something? Or I mean, at some point, you know, you're going to be there because when you say you're booked out, are you booked during the weekdays or only during the weekends? We'll do some weekdays. Uh, My daughter, she's at Tech, like I said, and she actually does farm visits when I'm not there. Her farm visit's probably even more fun than mine because she gives you all the, you know, <laughs> she's she sees farming from a different side. Sure. She's very entertaining. So me and her do them together usually, or you might just get me or her, but she'll do them on her off days at school because we have such a weekday demand as well. Yeah. So give it another year. Yeah. Yeah. And then year. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And then if your husband becomes a professional drag racer, then you guys will both have, you know, your own set of hobbies. I mean, he just needs to improve that a little bit and then yeah. we'll be real good. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> So we always like to end the show on a high note. Who is someone that makes you better when you're together? Definitely my husband, Brian. I definitely pull things out of the cloud that I want to do, no matter how whimsical or far off, and he makes sure it happens. So, I mean, if I find a cow in Pennsylvania, like I just did, he's going to pack up, drive all the way to Pennsylvania, drive my cow back home, and not complain too much along the way. Thank you to our partners at Lock Salon and Spa for presenting this episode. Lox is an Aveda concept salon providing the highest quality in hair, skin, and nail services from extensions, colorings, facials, and microblading. Lox is your beauty destination. To find out more, visit their website at locksalon.net. 
you for joining us on this episode of Better Together with Costa Yepafonsev. If you've enjoyed listening and you want to hear more, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Leave us a review or better yet, share this episode with a friend. Today's episode was written and produced by Morgan Franklin. Post-production, mixing, and editing by Mike Franklin. Want to know more about Costa? Visit us at costayepafonsev.com. We're better together. We'd like to remind our listeners that the views and opinions expressed during this episode are those of the individual speakers and do not necessarily represent or reflect the official policy or position of this show, its producers, or any related entities or advertisers. While our discussions may touch on various topics of interest, please note that the content is intended to inspire thought-provoking dialogue and should not be used for a substitute for professional advice. Specifically, nothing heard on this podcast should be construed as financial, legal, medical, or any other kind of professional advice. We encourage our listeners to consult with a professional in these areas for guidance tailored to their specific circumstances.